0: Welcome back to Growing in His Word. God bless you guys, man. Last week was a radical message, man. Paul was, you know, he was clinging to the courthouse, man, with uh, with his life. They locked him up. He was locked up, man. He knew what it felt like to be locked up. He was falsely accused. He was wrongfully accused. He was always being beat down and and taken advantage of. He appeared before uh, Agrippa. Agrippa had nothing to say. I mean, they they, they argued but they couldn't pin nothing on Paul. <laughs> because Paul was solid. He had a plan. He had a plan, man. God was using him for a reason. Paul was being used for a certain reason. So he could accomplish God's ministry. And this is what's going on, man. Paul's out there. He appeals to Caesar in chapter 25. You know, he he, he goes before Agrippa. He's he's you know in, he talks about his early life and how you know Felix may have hoped that Paul had money from the Gentiles churches so that he could he could blackmail them and pay ransom for for his you know payoff. Paul wanted told Paul you know he met with Felix and Paul told him, "Look, man, I want to talk about Christ. You can't extort me. I can't be extorted because I have Christ in me." There's nothing to extort. I have no money. And this is what was going on, man. This is what was going on. Welcome to Growing in His Word. You know, we're going to talk about the, the shipwreck now, man. Paul is on a mission. The gospel is going. Believers are being saved. People are being, their lives are being changed. Paul is being accused. He was being accused of being nuts and crazy. Now things are changing for paul i mean persecution man it's coming it's really coming look at india woke up yesterday morning and there now it's illegal to spread the gospel in india wow oh, how amazing father we come before you lord we pray for my friend in india right now pastor Saruj. We pray that you bind the enemy and allow your mercy and your love and your, your word to go forward in India. Right now, I pray for India as the persecution arises on the believer. Lord, I pray that you bless this podcast. Father, we pray that you bless us believers. Uh, Lord, persecution is here and times are here. And Father, I pray that you just do a mighty work in India. Flush out the devil, and Lord, you be glorified for all you do. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys, man. Welcome back to Growing in His Word. My voice is kind of off because I've been speaking a lot lately. Paul, man, he was on fire. This is what it's about, believers. we got to get the message of hope out. We don't have to forsake the gathering. I mean, that's not good. But we believers need to stay away from the drama in the churches, meaning the political parties... That try to attack us in our own believing churches. It's not the people. It's the enemy using some of the people. Don't be upset when somebody spills coffee on you. Or they or they talk about you. Or they murmur about you. Paul's saying, don't worry. It's just, it's, it's just they're backed by your words. They don't even know the Lord. Listen, churches are like ERs. You get them in, you get them out. I get it. But Paul here is being persecuted more than you are, than we are. And so he appeared before Agrippa, you know, and now we're, we're, we're in Acts chapter 27, you know, where Paul, before that, recounted his conversion. He told him about his past life, what he was, who he was. He was a murderer, a killer, a hardcore Jew in Judaism, stuck in Judaism, And now he's gonna take a voyage to Rome and it's gonna begin. They you know they they Paul's on a mission. Paul's about to take a trip, man. He's got the he's got prisoners in his ship soon. <laughs> they're gonna sail, man, and they're gonna trip because of the the, the, the tri- they're gonna crash. They're gonna have a wreck. Listen. And it was decided, chapter 27, it was decided that we should sail to Italy and they delivered Paul and some other prisoners to one named Julius. (laughs) Okay, a centurion of the Augustan regiment. And basically, he was a centurion, and so entering a ship of Adrematium, we put to sea, meaning to sail, along the coast of Asia, Articurus and Macedonia and Thessalonica, was with us. And the next day, we landed it at Sidon. <laughs> I'm so excited, man. I'm sorry. Listen, <laughs> Paul's got Luke with him this time, man. They're gonna catch a. They're gonna catch a ship. And they got inmates from the prison where Paul was at. They got let go. They appealed to Caesar, <laughs> and basically, you know, they appealed. I mean, they appealed and they, they basically were on their way too, man. And he's like, come on, let's go. Some of the other prisoners may have appealed to Caesar or they may have been just under the sentence of death and they were on their way to Rome to appear as uh, uh, combatants in the arena. Man, they were on their way. Either way, they had a death sentence and they were on their way. And so... You got to think to yourself, man, this is right when the winter was coming and the winds were booking, man. They were strong. You ever go through winds where you can't even move? This is what's happening. Paul is going through a storm, man. They're going to be going through a storm with inmates, uh, offenders, whatever you want to call. Everybody calls them inmates until they get arrested then they want to be called offenders. You know, don't think it can't happen to you. I mean... Life, never, you never know. Paul didn't judge anybody because they had gone to prison. And we shouldn't either. In fact, more prisoners that I've met when I preach the gospel have more faith than most Christians in churches. I mean, they want to get out there and do the work of God. They know how hard it is to be locked up. They know how hard it is to be separated from their families. Oh, but you would say, Well, they deserved it. They did their choice. They made their bed. Yeah, I get it. But you don't know if you're driving a car and you hit somebody and why well, you're locked up too. But that's not the point. They're sitting there in Sedan and and Julius treated Paul kindly and gave him liberty to go to his friends and receive care. And when we had put a, and when he had put us to sea, when he when he had put to sea from there, we sailed under the shelter of Cyprus because the winds were contrary. And when we had sailed over the sea, which is off Sosia and Pamphylia, we came to Myra, a city of, of, of Lycia. Okay? Verse 6 says There the centurion found an Exalegandria, Exalegandria Alexandrian ship sailing to Italy, and he put us on board. Here comes the drama. This is radical because verse 7 says when he had sailed slowly many days and arrived with difficulties. Note note that he sailed slowly. (laughs) Slowly. Paul, I know Paul, man. I mean, if you read the Bible, Paul was just cutting it up. They were chopping it up with the word of God. They were just cutting verse by verse, carving it out. And he was just, I know he was telling them, hey, man, Christ loves you. This is what I this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm I was locked up for. This is why I'm you know, it doesn't say that, but you know he was testimonying it up, man. And he's like, I don't even know what I'm doing, but but I know I'm God knows what I'm doing. God told me to come here and this and this and that. And I'm used to it, man. I've been locked up. So these guys are probably just tripping out like, man, this guy's either weird or whatever. But we're we're all going to prison. Some of us are gonna be locked up for life and some of us are going to be killed in Rome I, I don't know whatever the case is we're on the ship with this guy and he's filled with the Holy Spirit man and, and there's this is, a, this is about the inmates the offenders this is about the people on the ship there was over 200 of them on there this is about them drawing close to Jesus Christ during the trials and tribulations that they're about to face man you ever you ever go on an airplane and you're just like uh oh um You know, uh, please fasten your seatbelts. We're, we're, you know, the plane's starting to shake. Those are just bumping the roads, uh, pockets. You know, it's air pockets. I don't know about that, man. Last a couple months ago or a year ago, I was on an airplane. It was the Air Max, and it was, it it was a, it was an airplane that was out of order. (laughs) I'm like, sir, I think the plane, plane's gonna crash. No, it's okay. We're just dropping a couple thousand feet per second. Then it starts to go, and skip, skip, skip. I'm like, oh, God, we're going to (laughs) die. I'm getting up in the airplane. I'm telling people, hey, Jesus loves you. They think I'm a freak, you know. Then people are starting to come to the Lord. Man, this is what's going to happen. God allows us to go through things, you know, and we don't know if we're going to die, but we know that God's in control, and God loves us. We go through things, and God directs us other places for other reasons. Here they took a ship and the ship got changed to it was a ship and it was changed. You see, they put them on another, on, on on an Alexandria ship. And verse 7 says, when we had sailed slowly many days and arrived with difficulty, they arrived, it was windy. Man, they were, they were pounding the weather. Off, uh, Send us the wind not permitting us to proceed. We sailed under the shelter of Crete. Of Solomon. So now they chilled. Passing it verse eight, passing it with difficulty, we came to a place called Fairhavens near the city of Lysia. Now some of these guys were like, No nah, man, we can handle it. We're just gonna go on our own. It's only sixty miles. We don't have to worry about it. We'll make it. I mean they were they were they thought they were mighty warriors. They're trying to do it on their own. And we can't do it on our own. We need Jesus Christ. We can't do it, man. We need to depend on the Holy Spirit for all things. Otherwise, we can't do it. Paul was filled by the Holy Spirit. He prayed, he received. He knew that he was led by the Holy Spirit and that he had the power of the Holy Spirit to bring him where he wanted to. He was obedient, he would listen to the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit prompted him. He'd seen opportunity. And he obeyed it. It was radical. And so Paul was depending on the Holy Spirit. And he relied on the Holy Spirit. And as we depend on the Holy Spirit, John 14 26 says, But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that it is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remain and will remind you of everything. I have told you. Listen. It's the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead that lives in you, and just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, He will give you life to your mortal bodies by the same by this same Spirit living within you. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligations to do what your sinful nature urges you to do, for if you live by it, if you live by it, it, dict- it dictates you. You will die, if, basically. For if you live by you know, your own ways, you know, you'll die. But if, if through the power of the Holy Spirit you 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 know you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, listen You will you will you cannot do it on your own, Paul is saying. But if through the power of the Spirit you put the death the to death to the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. That that's Romans eight eleven. And so the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. And, and we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groaning that cannot be expressed in the words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows that the Spirit is saying for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And this is the will that Paul is on a ship. And he's on a ship that's going to wreck. And he knows that God's in control. And he's saying, listen, get off of the alcohol. Get off of your sinful lifestyle. Commit to Jesus Christ and serve him. Listen to the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Zerubbabel. Now, this is Zechariah 4.6. It says, not by might nor power, but my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. We have the Holy Spirit. Paul lived as a Pharisee. He knew what it was to be a sinner. We're brothers in Christ, man and sisters. We're we're, we're believers. You know, we, we the word is found, you know, in the Bible be we're disciples of Christ, we're believers, followers of the way, we're saints. First Corinthians, you know, Jews who denied that Jesus was the Messiah would never be called believers, but they're, they're Nazarenes. You see that they they called them Nazarenes. Listen. They got to La Okay? They sailed there. They docked it. I mean, they got there sailing. Verse 9 says, Now, when much time had been spent in sailing, it was was now dangerous because the fast was already over. Paul advised them, saying, Men, I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster. Here it is. And much loss. Not only... Of the cargo and the ship, but also our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion was more persuaded by the helmsman and the owner of the ship than by the things spoken by Paul. So they didn't want to take heed. They just wanted to go. They had hot prisoners they had to get there. And because the harbor was not suitable to winter, and the majority advised to set sail from there also, if by any means they could reach Phoenix, a harbor of Crete opening toward the southwest and northwest. And winter are there. They thought that they could do it on their own, man. Just like us believers. We can't do it on our own. We need Jesus Christ to intervene in our lives. We need the Holy Spirit to say, listen, you're not doing what you need to do. You're doing what you want to do. Will you stop doing what you want to do and do what I called you to do as a believer in Jesus Christ? Will you say, I'm sorry, and repent, and stop, and say, I want to be a believer, I'm tired of alcohol every night. I'm tired of clubbing it. I'm tired of sleeping with women and men and doing the things that God doesn't want me to do anymore. Are you tired of being you? Why don't you be you for Christ? Jesus is saying and Paul is saying, stop it. The storm is in your own life. Paul knows the storms. He's going through the storms and God's allowing this storm in this chapter For this time, so that Paul can be shipwrecked and go to the island of Malta. What do you mean, shipwrecked? Yeah, some of us have to be shipwrecked to God for God to get our attention. The prisoners on that ship are gonna be shipwrecked. They're living a life of the devil, and they they never really experienced the power of the Holy Spirit, and Jesus Christ is gonna use Paul of Tarsus to show these people on the island, that they need Jesus. So when the south winds blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their desire, putting out to sea, they sailed close to Crete. But not long long after, a a, a temp in his head wind arose. Here it comes, man. It was called the uh, Euryclidon. And so verse 15 says, So when the ship was caught and could not head into the wind, we let her drive. And running her under the ship, we we let her drive. Basically, period, means they let her go. They they couldn't control it anymore. And verse 16 says, And running under the shelter of an island called Klaura, we secured a skiff with difficulty. Okay? When they had taken it on board, they used... They used cables to undergird the ship and fearing lest they should run around, run aground on, on, on the citrus on the, uh, the sands. They didn't want to get caught in those sands and drowned and be shipwrecked where they could be stuck and they couldn't get out. They struck sail and so they, they were driven and because they were exceedingly tempted and tossed, the next day they lightened up the ship. Now they're going to try to unload the ship. And try to save it that way. They're going to try to throw things off the boat. And try to plead with God. Because they're scared. But Paul already knew what was going on. You see. They're going to try to compromise. Well here Lord. I'll just go to church once a week. And I'll just do this. And then I'll drink some more beer. And worship the TV. Or they'll. Throw some more off of their boat and say, you know what I'll do? I'll just read the Bible once a week, but I'll keep continuing on to the sin that I know I want to do. God's saying, no, throw your stuff off the ship and leave it off the ship. I don't want it in my ship anymore. God's saying, this is my ship and I'm going to crash it because you ain't got your ship together. That's S-H-I-P. Yeah. Ship. And so they were tripping out, man. Paul was telling them, you guys are blow Look, here we go again. He can never get a break. Ship up or ship out. And people need to get it going. Not, man, this isn't the uh, touchy-feely pastor message. Oh, tickle my ear. I want to hear more, pastor. Pass the money bucket. No, dude. This is straight. Jesus Christ loves you. He died for you. Get your ship in order. And quit throwing things off. Throw it all off. I mean. And because we were exceedingly tempt tossed the next day, they lightened the ship. Well, verse 19 says, on the third day, we threw the ship tackle overboard. Oh, throw it off save us with our own hands now when when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and no small tempest beat on us all hope that we would be saved was finally given up they gave up that was it we're done the guys on the ship the inmates were like hey that's it and we're chained and we're going to drown man our legs are chained to the ship man i mean we're going to drown we can't even swim we're going to die like rats I mean, they're scared. Come on. I mean, their top Romans are shaking. They're, they're crazy. They're going scared, man. But God allowed it. And you may be getting scared because you're going through it. You lost your husband. You're going through cancer. You're going through this. You're going through that. Your, your ship is moving. Your ship is going crazy. You're scared. You don't know where to go. You don't know who to go to. Jesus says come to me get on your knees and repent and say come to me this is what Paul is saying come to me I want to love you Jesus says I want to love you so much that you don't know what to do anymore you ever been loved so much in life where you don't know what to do he's saying give up you're not going to live they gave up (laughs) <laughs> it's when we give up is when Christ can say, I'm ready to come in. This is what's going on. I mean, certainly, the faithful love of the Lord hasn't ended. Certainly, God's compassion isn't through. They are renewed every morning and great is your faithfulness. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22. Ha 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 You thought that was me? No, man, that's the Bible. (laughs) Listen, Psalm 63, too. Listen, Psalm 63, 3. My lips praise you because your faithful love is better than life itself. What are you going to do, man? God's got us trapped. God's got us on a ship. Listen, I give you no new commandment, but love each other just as I have loved you. So you also must love each other. I don't want to. Well, you must. This is how everyone will know that you are my disciples. When you love each other, John 13, 34, Jesus wants us to love each other. Well, I can't do it. Well, then you need to learn how. Because Jesus' commandment was to love. Sis but you dear... But you dear friends build each other up on the foundation of your most holy faith? Pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep each other in the love of God. Wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ who will give you eternal life. Jude chapter 1 verse 20. Listen. Verse 21 says, But after long abstinence from food, you know, because they gave up, Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Man, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred the disaster and loss. You guys wanted to do it on your own, is what he's saying. Now I urge you to take heart for there will be no loss of life. You know they're crying, they're upset. I don't want to die, man. I don't want, I don't want to drown. Cut us loose, man. You, gotta you know they're doing it. You know they're tripping. I mean, I would be. I, I've been in an airplane I thought was going to go down. And I was like, man, God, don't let me die like this. This is amazing. And I I got up and gave the gospel. You know, people were coming to the Lord on the airplane at 30,000 feet in the air. But you know what? We got to be ready. And so Paul's urging him to take heart because God's not going to give up on him. Listen, he said, there'll be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of God of whom I belonged. See, an angel came to Paul that night and said, hey, you're not going to die, man. He says, I belong to a man whom I serve. He serves Jesus. Verse 24 saying, do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. If he didn't have to go to Caesar, these guys would be dead. Because Paul had a plan and God has a plan for you. You are not alone. Believers, listen to me. Listen to this. It says, Therefore, take heart, men, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. However, we must run aground on a certain island. Why? Because God is going to put them somewhere so that they could be used for His glory just like God wants to use you. Believers, believe me. But we got to get our ship together. Because it's about Christ. It's about His will in our lives. Paul had been given absolute assurance by the powerful and all-knowing God that no one would be lost on that ship. But in verse 30, in 31, he warned that if the sailors were successful in escaping from the ship, the Roman, the Roman soldiers it would lose their lives. Because, I don't know if you know this, but if a Roman soldier cuts, cuts an inmate loose, it's like a correctional officer losing an inmate they're going to they're gonna get fired. But back then, they would kill the soldier for that. Okay? And so, God fulfilled His purpose and promise through the warning of Paul and the choices of the soldiers. And the soldiers basically planned to kill the prisoners because they knew the Roman military law. Okay? If a prisoner escaped, the soldier on guard would be liable from punishment of the own one who escaped. So, you know, we see Christ working in our lives. We see how he's going to direct us to a place where we don't know, but God knows. They're going to the island of Malta. Next week, we're going to talk about the island of Malta. But God loves us. And he wants us to know that he's in control of every situation. Because even the mountains may shift and the hills may be shaken. But my faithful love won't shift from you. Listen. And my covenant of peace won't be shaken, says the Lord, the one who pities you. Christ is for us. He won't shift you from the covenant of peace. He he loves us no matter how the world changes around us. He's always there guiding us through it all. Because He knows who we are. Listen, believers, He's in love with you. We make mistakes. But just like the people in our lives who love us unconditionally, God will give us grace and forgiveness because we're under mercy. We're under grace. We're under His wings. The Lord your God is in, in He's in your midst. And a warrior bringing victory, He will create calm with His love. He will rejoice over you with singing. He does. He sings. He loves us. And he wants to have a relationship with us. And so I'm going to read this last verse to you. And then next week we're going to get on to where they land in Malta. How they shipwrecked on Malta. Next week we're going to talk about... On the 14th night. When they get to the the, uh, Adriatic Sea. We're going to talk about the sailors. And we're going to talk about how they get to to Malta. And I'm going to say, I'm going to end with this. I ask that you, listen, I ask that you'll have the power to grasp loves with and length and height and depth together with all believers. I ask that you know the love of Christ that is beyond knowledge so that you will be fulfilled entirely with the fullness of God. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 18 and 19. Father, we come before you and we thank you, Lord. Father, we pray for India right now, the persecution, Lord, that is taking place in India. Lord, be with India. We know the law that they made, Father, was bunk. And Lord, that you can overcome that law. Father, we pray for the United States. We pray for all the people listening to this program. We love everybody. We want all to come to Christ. We don't discriminate, Lord. And we love everybody, Father, like you taught us. So, Lord, as we continue to be about your business, Father, we ask that you continue to love us and teach us to love others. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys, man. And listen, next week's going to be radical, man. Paul's going to get to the island of Malta. (laughs) The the, the inmates are going to get cut loose. They're going to be driven to the sea. They're going to be stuck on this island. God's got a plan. He derailed this ship for a reason for a season so that these non-believers on the island can see that God is real and that God is in control. And you know what? God is in control and He loves you guys. He doesn't want anything bad to happen to you. He's never done nothing bad to you. He only warns us because He loves us. He wants a relationship with us. And I want I want you guys to enjoy that relationship Thank you for growing in his word and God bless you guys and may the Lord bless you this week and keep praying for India as they change the law that Christians are not allowed to uh, practice Christianity there anymore. God bless you guys.